Hello, this is Joe McGee. Welcome to our podcast. Make sure that you subscribe and please share the podcast with your friends. That is the number one way you can help us reach people with God's love and healing. We love you guys. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible with Joe McGee, where we're going from Genesis to Revelation in chronological order. Today, we're starting off in Joshua chapter 20. Joshua chapter 20. Now, we've been going through a lot of detail about the promised land, who got what, why they got it, what the boundaries were. You get this county, you get that county, you get this border, you get this border. God's very just. He's very fair because he made us. He knows what we're lying. So today we're talking about the cities of refuge. Uh, you, if you've been in church any length of time, you've heard a pastor talk about the cities of refuge. We're going to get some detail about that today. So we're in Joshua chapter 20 and verse 1, reading from the New Living Translation. The Lord said to Joshua, now tell the Israelites to designate the cities of refuge. As I instructed to Moses, anyone who kills another person accidentally and unintentionally can run to one of these cities. There'll be places of refuge from relatives seeking revenge for the person who was killed. Now, is that detailed or what? Well, you kill somebody accidentally and uh, you you mule stomp somebody or whatever. There's a place you can go. God had it already set up. Upon reaching one of these cities, the one who caused the death will appear before the elders at the city gate and present his case. They must allow him to enter the city, give him a place to stay among them. If the relatives of the victim come to avenge the killing, the leaders must not release the slayer to them, for he killed the other person unintentionally without previous hostility. But the slayer must stay and be tried by the local assembly, which will render a judgment. He must continue to live in that city until the death of the high priest who was in the office at the time of the accident. After that, he must he is free to return to his hometown in the town from which he fled. The following cities were designated as cities of refuge. And it goes to the Cicadus, Galilee, the hill country of Naphtali, and the hill country of Ephraim. On the east side of the Jordan River, across the Jericho, the following cities were designated Bezer in the wilderness, the plain the tribe of Reuben, uh, Ramoth Gilead, and the territory of the tribe of Gad. So every tribe had a city of refuge where you could go and you could hide. So anyone who accidentally killed another person could take refuge in one of these, in one of these cities. In this way, they could escape being killed in revenge prior to standing trial for the local assembly. And God is real smart. Now, in chapter 21, God's he's talking about the details of the promised land. Okay, we're going to have some cities of refuge because some things won't, things, stupid things happen. Well, then what about the Levites? Well, they didn't have any land. What are you going to do with them? Well, in chapter 21, verse 1, then the leaders of the tribe of Levi came to consult with Eleazar, the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the leaders of the other tribes of Israel. They came to them in Shiloh, uh, the land of Canaan said, the Lord commanded Moses to give us towns to live in, uh, pasture lands for our livestock. So the, the, uh, so, uh, the command of the Lord of the people, uh, of Israel gave the Levites the following towns and pasture lands out of their own grant. So God said, listen, the Levites, they don't get designated land, but they're going to have a place to live. And they got a place for their cattle and stuff because everybody's, there's no government checks coming. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's another thing to get into. Verse 4. The descendants of Aaron 
who were members of the Kothak clan uh, within the tribe of Levi were allotted 13 towns uh, that were originally assigned to the tribes of Judah, as Simeon and Benjamin and the other families. And they were allotted 10 towns in the tribes of Ephraim, Dan, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. The clan of Gershon was allotted 13 towns in the tribes of Isker, Aster, Naphtali, and the half-tribe of Manasseh and Bashan. So the clan of Mercer was allotted 12 towns in the tribe of Reuben, Gad, and Zephyr. And so he goes and he's listing everyone, what they're allotted, why they got it, who's supposed to give them whatever. So it's like, this long for the federal government, they're being allotted land that they deserve to get. And so uh, verse 13, the following towns with their pastoral lands were given to the descendants of Aaron, the priest, Hebron, a city of refuge uh, for those who accidentally killed somebody, Libna, uh, Jether, Estrona, uh, Deber, Aon, Jetua, uh, Beth Shemus, uh, nine towns to these two tribes. From each, uh, from the tribe of Benjamin, the priests were given the following towns and their past lands, Gibeon, Geba, Anath, Elamon, four towns, so now 13 towns with their past lands were given to the priests, the descendants of Aaron. So recently, I remember when I, I taught, uh, I was a school administrator years and years ago, four and a half decades ago. Uh, I would go through this and the kids said, what are we reading this for? Because you need to know that God has the hairs of your head numbered and the days of your life numbered. And he orders your steps and he directs your paths. He talks to you when you go to sleep, when you get up and you walk through the day. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He's a good God. But you need to know that by reading these, reading these verses, God doesn't leave anybody out. Oh, that's so good. So, um, Dropping down to verse 25, the half-tribe of Manasseh belonged to the following towns uh, and their pastoral lands to the priests. And so uh, verse 27, the descendants of Gershon, another clan within the tribe of Levi, received the following towns and their pastoral lands from the half-tribe of Manasseh, Golan, Basha, and the city of refuge for those who accidentally killed somebody. Now the tribe of Biscay received their following towns with their pastoral lands, uh, from the tribe of Asher, they received the following towns and pastoral lands. Uh, verse 32, from the tribe of Naphtali, they received the following towns and pastoral lands. And so dropping down to verse 34, the rest of the Levites and the clans were given the following towns and their pastoral lands. Then from the tribe of Reuben, from the tribe of Gad, uh, the total number of towns and pastoral lands within the Israelite territory were given to the Levites, came to 48. Each one of these towns had past lands surrounding it. So God gave the Levites 48 towns and the past lands so they could fend for themselves. There's no government paycheck. They still had to work. The priest still had to work and make your money. So this is fascinating. And so uh, the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he had sworn to give their ancestors and they took possession of the land settled there. And the Lord gave them, their, uh, gave them rest on every side, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Not a single one of the good promises of the Lord that he had given to the family of Israel were left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Now, 
I got to read that one more time because it's sort of a short list today, but this is the summation of it. This is the summation of it. I'm going to read it again. Um, jump into verse 44, about halfway through. None of their enemies could stand against them. None of Israel's enemies could stand against them. Mm. For the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies, not some, all. Verse 45, not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. All, nothing was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. I like that. Everything God's promised you, everything God's promised me will come to pass. He will not leave anything unfulfilled. Our job is just to trust him. I do Well, the best way to trust God is by praising him. The Bible says God inhabits praise. So every day you get up, first words out of your mouth, Father, I want to thank you. This is the day you have made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. It's going to be the best day I've ever had. We're going from faith to faith and glory to glory. We're going up. We're not going backwards. So this year is going to be a whole lot better than last year. Next year will be better than this year. And the year after that will be better than the one than that. We're going from faith to faith and glory to glory. And I hear so many relatives, you know, I grew up in the South. And I had so many sitting on that front porch. Man, I hope better than last year. I hope it sure turned out better. Well, it's probably not because you're not expecting it to. Because God inhabits praise. So you got to start the day. Father, I thank you. This is going to be the best day of my life. You're going to order my steps and direct my path. Joy of the Lord is my strength. May your heart does good like a medicine. I'm glad I'm here today, Father. Use me. Be a blessing to everybody I meet. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a great prayer to start the day with. God bless, guys. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear more of what God could do in your life. It's got a great future for you and your family, and we're here to help you get there. Please make sure you visit Joe McGee Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. There you find all of our Friday funny videos and other encouraging resources for you and your family. While you're at it, be sure to visit JoeMcGee.com. We have all sorts of materials, books, DVDs, you name it, all there to help you, your marriage, and your family succeed.